Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. The global airline industry at risk of losing up to over $100 billion in revenue because of virus disruptions. As Ron Cruz tells us, the International Monetary Fund is also forecasting a dim global economic outlook. As the world deals with various disruptions because of the coronavirus outbreak, hopes for stronger global growth this 2020 are dimming. The International Monetary Fund says the dip for 2020 could go below last year's global growth rate of 2.9%. It, however, clarifies the economic impact of the health crisis is hard to predict at this point because the outbreak is still growing. We know the disease is spreading quickly, with over one-third of our membership affected directly. This is no longer a regional issue. It is a global problem calling for a global response. The IMF has pledged some $50 billion in emergency funds in response to the COVID-19 threat. What is hugely important today is to focus on building a bridge between where we are and that time when we would see a recovery to make sure that the impact in meanwhile is softened first and foremost on people and also, of course, on businesses and the economy. The outbreak has hit businesses and industries, including tourism. The International Air Transport Association warns the coronavirus epidemic could cost passenger airlines up to $113 billion in lost revenue this year. The warning comes as British regional carrier Flybee became the first big casualty of the slump in travel demand due to the crisis, threatening thousands of jobs and the future viability of a number of airports across the UK. A struggling British carrier leaving passengers stranded and told to find their own way home. Efforts to contain COVID-19 continue around the world as global infections reach over 95,000 and the death toll rises to over 3,200. In the U.S., a cruise ship carrying thousands of passengers and crew members is currently held in California due to COVID-19 fears. California has declared a state of emergency after reporting its first death from COVID-19. The U.S. House of Representatives overwhelmingly approved on Wednesday an $8.3 billion bill to combat the spread of the coronavirus and develop vaccines. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia, India and Australia implement travel restrictions to prevent the spread of the virus. In South Korea, which is battling the largest COVID-19 outbreak outside China, 438 new cases were reported, raising the total infections to 5,766. China's death toll exceeded 3,000 Thursday, while confirmed cases rose to more than 80,000. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Philippine shares tracked regional gains amid another round of central bank stimulus from around the world to combat the effects of coronavirus. Michelle Long tells us more. 
Philippine shares joined a global rally as investors cheered more stimulus package to fight the COVID-19 outbreak. The 1,200-point rise in the Dow Jones should also help market sentiment today. It's a more definitive action from the U.S. government to do something Are about you the whole thing. Here at home, February inflation also came out. While mostly considered a non-story, low inflation gives the Philippine Central Bank more room to keep rates low as well. We should be looking at where the, the downside pressures on inflation is coming from, whether that's coming from the demand side because people are not going out, they're not spending, so that would be a, a big cause for concern. The PSE index gained 18 points or a quarter of 1% to close at 68.84. The index traded from a high of 69.39 to a low of 68.72 for the day. In corporate stories, is PLDT back in the saddle? The telco giant managed to reverse the weakness in the first nine months of 2019 in the fourth quarter, even posting its highest service revenues on record. For the full year, net income up 19% to 22.5 billion pesos. And amid stiff competition with third player, Dito Telecommunity about to begin operations, PLDT is ramping up its capex by 36% to 83 billion pesos. PLDT shares jumped 2.8%. Meanwhile, ingredients and chemical producer DNL Industries posted a 25% drop in earnings to 590 million pesos, bringing full-year net income to 2.6 billion. Its non-food business, cameras and specialty plastics, that did badly due in part to a slowdown in the global auto industry. And Dennis Oy's oil venture, Phoenix Petroleum, saw a 45% drop in net income in 2019 as higher finance costs weighed on the bottom line. The company ended the year with 655 operating retail service stations with 11 under construction. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine business community not immune from COVID-19 impacts. As Juan de Guzman tells us, some businessmen have observed a change in consumption patterns due to the health scare. The Philippines is the ninth most vulnerable country to becoming a high-infection COVID-19 hotspot. That's according to Nomura Global Research's COVID-19 Infection Contagion Scorecard. The list uses nine indicators including proximity to Wuhan, coronavirus ground zero, the strength of a local health system, and the annual number of visitors from the mainland. The point of the report? Vulnerable countries cannot let their guard down. Even with a relatively lower number of infections, Philippine business has been feeling the effects of the health emergency. Jaime Augusto Zobel de Ayala is the chairman of the highly diversified Ayala Corporation, which holds interests in retail, real estate, hospitality, telecoms, and banking. The movement of people has been restricted, and our country lives a lot of tourism. Of course, we have to have people fly in, and of course, Filipinos also uh, work in the external environment as, as, as service providers. All of that, of course, is affected. So far, um, we've not had any major effects uh, to our group of companies. Zobel de Ayala says the Philippine government has done well in handling the COVID-19 situation. He also lauds the Chinese government for assisting affected businesses in the mainland, including Ayala Group member Integrated Microelectronics. The Chinese government, uh, I'll be frank, has been massively supportive uh, uh, to uh, the entities that have been affected by this and, and given both financial uh, help and, and, and all other kinds of help to get people back uh, online. So we've received plenty of support with our factories there. Manuel Pangilinan, meanwhile, says PLDT and Baralco have observed changes in consumption patterns due to the health scare. 
Pangilinan says these new trends are in fact helping to mitigate other uncertainties, including lingering legal concerns regarding a major data consumer, Philippine offshore gaming operators. To a modest degree in our revenues because of the, say, the pogo, it's, it's sort of being compensated for by the fact that there's now there are people who are working at home. And uh, in terms of the enterprise side, teleconferencing has now become uh, hot, again. hot again. It's also borne out by the Meralco uh, numbers in terms of the volume. So the mix has sort of, during the pendency of this uh, virus, that uh, the, the volume sold for, uh, for industrialists dropped. But the volume sold of electricity to residential have increased. So the mix has changed. Zobel de Ayala says a similar trend has been observed by Manila Water in terms of water demand, which is down for commercial and up for residential as more people choose to stay home. To help contain the outbreak, as well as aid victims of recent calamities, the Ayala Group has donated 5 million pesos to the Philippine Red Cross. Red Cross Chairman Richard Gordon is hoping more donations will follow. Without them, we won't have a pillar uh, to support us, and the rest of the business community follow when they do that. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines Economic Agency says market safeguards should be in place as the COVID-19 scare could dampen the production of consumer-related manufacturers. It notes the Philippine Statistics Authority reported a decline in the total manufacturing index in January. But NEDA also points out both the volume and value of production indices improved compared to December. Jun Kalekai of Philstock's Financial believes the Philippines is in the middle of a slowdown in manufacturing. We're somewhere in between that. Uh, we think that uh, it's not going to be as worse uh, as we have seen previously, but we think that there's still some uh, drag, some headwinds uh, going forward. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why the market has not been able to hold uh, on to gains so far. The COVID-19 outbreak believed to have prompted slower inflation in February. As Dino Bonteorig tells us, it's also seen to significantly influence the Philippine Central Bank's next policy decision. The latest Philippine inflation figure may remain within government's forecast, but the Philippine Central Bank admits the ongoing spread of COVID-19 could have an adverse impact on domestic economic activity, as well as market sentiment in the coming months. It adds, upside risks to inflation include adjustments in utility rates, petitions for transport fare hikes, and the impact of African swine fever on meat prices. The National Economic Development Authority also warning the rest of government to remain vigilant amid various risks to inflation. Aside from the production and logistics disruption brought about by the coronavirus outbreak, Social Economic Planning Secretary Ernesto Pernia also cited the continuous spread of African swine fever and the tighter rice supply from Thailand as issues that need to be addressed. Despite the presence of other risks, an economist is zeroing in on the coronavirus threat as the main reason for the softer inflation in February. Inflation this year is really going to be a roller coaster ride. You saw already from where we were in October to where we got to in January from 0.8% October 2018, all of a sudden 2.9% in January. 
we expect this kind of behavior to persist for most of 2020. Uh, remember that the nature of the demand, uh, the weakening of demand is, is due to the virus. If there is uh, suddenly a resolution, a, a cure is suddenly found for this uh, phenomenon, we feel that there, there's going to be a V-shaped uh, recovery, not just for growth, but for prices. Another economist, meanwhile, believes a very low inflation isn't good in times of economic shocks. That's why Dan Rosses of Security Bank believes right now, the COVID-19 outbreak be will be the Philippine Central Bank's biggest consideration when it decides on policy rates. Rosses expects the BSP to cut rates by 25 basis points during its next policy meeting and announce another cut in May. We want it to be in the healthy range of, of 2 to 4 percent. Mm -hmm. And right now, projections from the BSP uh, indicate that uh, that range is still within the target of 2 to 4 percent. No? We don't want a situation where uh, inflation will be below 2 percent or, or uh, degrading uh, towards 2 percent, which means people are not really spending because you want people to go spend money no? so that the economy will go around. BPI President Cesar Consing also looking at further easing by the Philippine Central Bank. I think we would be fine without the rate cut. I think we would be better with a rate cut. As for the BSP, it says all these developments will be considered in its March 19th policy meeting. Central Bank Governor Ben Jokna had earlier said there will be no off-cycle policy rate cut. Dino Bontirig, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.